0: Scout Trooper banter, more Baby Yoda, an amazing IG-11 episode. We're talking the Mandalorian finale that aired a week ago, but we're talking about today. Stay tuned.
1: I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV
0: talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's going on, Mandalorian Star Wars fans? This is the Mandalorian <laughs> After Show, where we talk all the Mando-lore. I am your leader. I am not Steph Sabra. No, I am no, Rilo no, no. Ren. This is Ryan Nilsson. Unfortunately, Steph cannot be here today, but I am not alone today. With Grand Admiral Zia. We got Zia Anderson right over here.
1: I feel like I'm super excited to talk about this, but I also feel like I cannot compete with Christian's dancing. I try, and then I just have to stop because it's so amazing. But you do
0: compete with some incredible news Uh, alongside alongside our Grand Moff Christian Black with the Black Chat. That is
2: me, and I am in the Black Chat looking for everybody talking Mando. So uh, please give us your thoughts, your hopes, your dreams, your concerns.
0: And Happy New Year, y'all. It's 2020. We're talking Star Wars in 2020. We made it to the next decade. Yeah. And uh, we're just so excited to be talking about the show. So again, as Christian said, comment your thoughts on this episode below. This is all spoilers. We're going deep dive on the Mandalorian finale, The Redemption Season 1, Episode 8. Later, we're going to be talking about Trooper Banter, Baby Yoda, IG-11's incredible entrance into the battlefield. Mando's helmet comes off. And their relationship with droids, as well as all the Mandalore. And we're going to have a little director's corner focusing on Taika Waititi, who directed this finale today. As well as some news with Zia and all of our predictions for what comes next after this incredible, incredible show on Disney+. First off, overall thoughts, y'all. Mandalorian finale, what were your thoughts?
1: So good. This was just such a great way to end a really great season. Mm. They hit... Everything that I wanted to be hit, basically, there was a fantastic action scene. There was so much character growth that there's those moments that really hit in this episode. Um, They had what I really love, too, is that they sort of left it on a cliffhanger setting up for, for season two. Yeah. And I'm so excited for season two. So we literally got everything such a fantastic job. Shout out to Taika Waititi.
0: Big shout out. Killing Couldn't be it. more excited. Christian, thoughts. Yeah,
2: I'd love to sit here and try and take the air out of the room and pretend <laughs> that I hated it for a second, but it was so good, I can't. You enough. literally can't. It was so many of the things that we wanted, things that we hoped for, stuff we didn't even realize we were going to get. And just so many amazing sequences that I know we're going to talk about. But uh, jam-packed with action and the aforementioned Mandalore. Mandalore. You know, they really went kind of deep into some of the backstory stuff, which I thought was great. And uh, just getting to see so many of the characters that we've loved throughout the season that uh, I thought... I can't imagine the season ending a little bit better, you know, any better than it did. Now
0: it's such a good book note, and this month, December, really has just been an incredible uh, month for Star Wars because we had Episode Nine come out. Obviously, oh, and that came out, that did come <laughs> out, oh. and I mean, we were just sure. so enthusiastic after this finale. We did do a little reaction, <laughs> quick thoughts video that our own Bree Bree eight Brianna Phipps put together. Thank you so much, Bree. But great job. we were all just so enthusiastic yeah. in the video. We didn't coordinate the thoughts. We nope. just recorded That's two it. minutes, sent it in, and we all had some some really similar feelings and just like what is this dark saber we got to see his helmet we know his name like so much happened in this episode it was so satisfying and it really i think as just an overall thing it made the entire season better this really connected a lot of the other episodes where we thought it was an adventure of the week and there were some adventure sure. of the week episodes yeah. which you could also call filler but i don't think filler is necessarily a bad thing no. this finale though did it did kind of connect all the dots that were sort of placed throughout this season.
1: You know what they did? Sorry, Christian. Go ahead. They did a great job with some of my favorite, it's similar to some of my favorite seasons of Doctor Who. So that's mm. what I was going to say. It was really? Yeah. It, it, it just of course the, yeah, it
2: that, was. It, Because a good <laughs> season of Doctor Who, it, they all seem like standalone episodes, but they'll always be like, yep. oh, actually, this thing had to do with that. Yep. And that's what I was going to say. It ties in it, together. It tied in mm-hmm. just the way a good, a good season of that show would because they usually look like standalone <laughs> episodes. And a lot of these were, You know, you just sit down and watch the Bill Burr one, you know, and be like, oh, that was cool. Uh, but what I would say is I'm so jealous of anyone who waited until after the 27th, and they're like, "Well, now I'm doing my free week binge of Disney of- Plus, oh. and they watched them all." And I'm yeah. like, "Oh, that must have been such an amazing experience." We
1: can still do that. I think that <laughs> that's might, right. before season I two comes out, I, just binge like I would the whole I
2: wanted to do that before today, but right. uh, my kids are home from school, so there, there's oh. no after time we for
0: that. after we break down the rest of the episode, we'll, let's talk about just the idea of are you going to keep Disney Plus and does this work as a binge or is it better to week by week? We'll, we'll get into that a little but later. That's a but boy, let's start yeah. off with just this, this trooper banter. You know, at the end of last week's episode, one of the biggest, most uh anxiety-induced cliffhangers I've seen in the show in a while, where you see Baby Yoda just get scooped off the ground. We don't know what his fate is. We don't know what's going to happen to him. I was sweaty, and, and you know, the episode premiered on a Wednesday, so it wasn't just a week, it was a week and a half where we had to see what happens. And I love how right up top they just address that. We they didn't they didn't wait to uh to answer all those unanswered questions, and we have this incredible back and forth, which was so Taiko with the two scout troopers stopping their speeders and just kind of waiting to be radioed in, and uh Jason Sudeikis yes. and Adam Pally, Adam Pally, yeah, Adam Pally, yeah. he punched Baby Yoda.
1: Yeah, like hard. A few times. No, no, yeah.
0: He used him like a little, like a speed bag. Yeah. And,
2: and I, 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 I was watching it too early in the morning. I did not yell at my TV, but I wanted to.
1: I you was, were like, everybody's sleeping. Yeah. It was like,
2: I don't know when, it, I, I put it on at like 12.05 or whenever it went, or 3.05. I don't even remember yeah. when it went live. <laughs> I just was like, all right, I need to watch it now. And I, I was like, you don't touch Baby Yoda. Don't put a finger on him. You don't. <laughs> I mean, you thought about killing him, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ryan's like on it and it's cool. Yeah, Whatever. But if you thought, look,
2: Cooler has prevailed. Let's, let's be honest. Cool. You've gotten past that.
0: It it was such a fascinating scene because, on the one hand, it's it's mostly a funny scene. The banter back and forth, the shooting where they can't
1: hit anything, and you're like, oh, of course you can't. Incredible, Incredible. because they're it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But while as funny as it is, you're also building up this this anger towards both the characters because yeah. of that hostility yeah. and aggression yeah. towards baby Yoda which I thought was really clever did you think it was too funny or do you think it was just the right amount i, I, on the I, I think it was
2: the right amount and it's great to have that sort of downtime in canon because there's sort of like I don't know, fan-made stuff, like there's a parody of clerks called Troops, you know, mm. the like Kevin Smith <laughs> film clerks, and they're basically just like the two people who work at a convenience store and a video store in that movie. It's just like, look, soldiers have a ton of downtime. Right? What are they going to talk about? Are they going to stand in formation the whole time? No, of course not. So I love that we actually got to see that. And you often, want, I mean, look, and these aren't even like stormtroopers that are part of the empire anymore. Right. These are stormtroopers for hire. This is like yeah. you know
0: it's we don't surprised. have a lot of excitement. Yeah.
2: If if it was casual Friday, one of them would have worn a hoodie. You know. Right. But it's oh. uh, I thought it was great, and I don't know. I, I enjoy that level of humor that we've had because look, they're, they're, Star Wars always has time for humor. Sometimes yeah. it lands, sometimes it doesn't, but they always make time for it. Even going back to the first film, and uh, I was glad that you know this film, this series lent itself to this much. time. It
0: did I thought it might have gone on for maybe 30 seconds too long Okay. Uh, I, although I thought it was really funny I was just like okay, right, what's going on what's happening with baby Yoda yeah <laughs> and then ig11 the comes in yeah right and but when ig11 comes in immediately you had predicted it last week
2: yeah I did you were because right. uh, I think you were the one who said like oh, I didn't need to see them rebuilding him and I'm like well we they had to show it just to put it in our mind because of course its back despite the, the fact that episode. Mando was like don't you know, just, I don't want him anywhere near the, the kid, basically. Right.
0: But, uh, you know, and had, instantly had, disarming them and taking yeah, quick. Quick, it's spoken. And, <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, yeah,
2: but uh, just to backtrack, what did you think about the comedy aspect of oh, uh, the two troops? I loved I it. It here. was
1: just no, it's okay. It was just, it was just so funny. It was one of those things that I think that again with this episode and previous episodes, they've done such a great job of balancing the comedy aspect with some of the more intense moments, and there were <laughs> a lot in this in this episode. Y-
0: and even the the radioing in from what uh, Moff Gideon's doing yeah. because this is a character we've only seen one scene it was the mm-hmm. episode prior that he ended the episode and they're just like, yeah, you just kill one of his men for uh, talking over him, or just kill one of his right, men for interrupting him. him. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, gosh, because it's, it's funny, but you're also like, wow, this guy is, this guy means business. The gravity, yeah. and that's,
1: again, why you get to, like, Christian, like you were saying, you get to sort of see that downtime in them actually talking back and forth, and, you know, I think, was it Jake Sude- uh, Jason Sudeikis, the one uh, stormtrooper who goes, well, I don't know, I don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just yeah. doing what they do because they get paid and they don't want to get right. killed Which, by when the higher-ups.
2: When you're in the military and you're part of the Empire, that's definitely what to do, but yeah. you have that mentality when it's for hire. It's like, look, I'm just getting paid. Right. You know, and I think a lot of these bounty hunters, it's like, I don't ask questions. I don't want to get know? killed. And that's why, <laughs> that's why the fact that Mando asks that question in, I guess, the second or third episode, what are you going to do with the child now? You know, it's like... But- you don't do that. That's not the code, you know. Mm-hmm. So nobody asks any questions in this universe, you know. It, <laughs> and it immediately, for Mando.
0: it also yeah. immediately started or articulated this tone that Taiko Waititi is setting up for the entire episode. Obviously, he's a very stylistic director. He brings so much of his own comedy and qualities to anything he directs, especially with TV now. Uh, so I, I thought that was really fascinating of an for an opening scene. But IG Eleven comes in. Um, saves Baby Yoda mm-hmm. and just takes out these troopers and hops on the speeder bike, puts him on his chest like he's in a baby <laughs> grip and then goes full blaze, full speed ahead. Uh, really, really funny. And I was very curious to see what was going on because I, I actually thought he was going to bring him back to the ship. But instead, no, protection mode He's going to bring him to the Mandalorian. I think that was his programming saying, I can't just fly off with this thing.
1: That's what I thought, too. I, I thought he was going to go people. back to the ship and, and initiate the, uh, what was it, defense? method? protocol, protocol. Right. Yeah, defense protocol. I, that's what I thought was going to happen. I was honestly so surprised when he went... To, like you said, towards the town, guns ablaze. And I was like, right. wow. I mean, I know you're protecting Baby Yoda, but you're also kind of putting him in harm's way a little bit by going into a town full of the Empire. Christian thoughts across. on the <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: I, I think that that absolutely makes sense. But I think that his programming is sophisticated enough. And look, even though, uh, is his name, Queek? It's Quill? Quill. 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 Yeah, yeah. Quill. I was like, wait, I mean Quig was wrong. Quill. Uh, see, this is why we always call him Nick Nolte, because Nick Nolte. Uh, yeah. we spent so much time trying to figure out his name. Uh, but this is why, uh, you know, Quill reprogramming him, it, it's still, he's going to be like a killing machine. Mm-hmm. It's just focused in a little bit of a different way. Right. So I think that's his instinct, and he realizes, if I ho- hide out in this machine... Everybody's coming after me. Definitely. So let's try and get some reinforcements. So, no, logically it made sense, but I was a little surprised it, that he wasn't going to try and regroup and just, you know, hunker down on the ship. Yeah. And yeah. he
0: goes full blaze in. It's classic Western coming in on the horse, firing away, and a full Double out pistols. battle. But And right before that, though, we go back into that little bunker that Mando and Cara Dune and everyone else is in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we finally get the full flashback Of Mando and and what happened to his his family, how he got uh, inducted into this creed. And they, they do confirm that, you know, Mandalorian, it isn't a religion. It isn't a race. Oh, sorry. It's not. It is religion. It's not a race. It right. is more of a, a creed. Yes. And how?
2: In, in that sense, I'd say it's similar to being a Jedi. You know, definitely. you're not. You're. You know, you're not any kind of race, any kind of uh, specific upbringing.
0: You're just sort of almost recruited, or you fall into a foundling. It. Yeah. And, right. But, exactly. And it's a all slow motion sequence. What we we've seen bits and pieces throughout the season, but you know there was clearly a droid attack on the planet yeah. he was at, and his parents put him in this little shelter bunker. And as soon as they close the doors, you hear the explosion. His parents were, were killed, Clearly and then gone, the yeah. Mandalorians. Almost immediately after, I don't know where they were two minutes before, but almost immediately <laughs> no, after, they just
1: got there. Let me
2: let me pose a question to both of you and everyone in the chat.
1: Oh. They Who say, "Who
2: was disappointed that it wasn't Boba, Boba Fett?" Fett? Wasn't there. <laughs> That it I Boba Fett. I just thought I like said I'm like wait maybe maybe because I I did not want a present day Boba Fett no. because he's supposed to be dead. It's this a fair five, question. This is five years after Return of the Jedi, but he we don't know how old he is. Mm. He certainly could have rescued a young. Mando. That
1: was the exact thought that I had when right. they opened it, and I was like, "Oh, I was, I was thinking, I was hoping it was going to be Boba Fett, and, and then it was." And not. And then
2: when it wasn't Boba Fett, and then I'm like, "Well, there's more. There'll be somewhere. So maybe one of them." And then I looked somewhere. and I'm like, "No, no.
0: yeah, I, I do agree with you. I first second thought, oh, are they going to give us a little, a little Boba Fett?" reference here but that would have been no nice. it was a whole it was a whole clan so and you
2: can't accuse this show of doing too much fan service <laughs> no <because laughs> <you> cannot <laughs> this fan feels uh you know, given I, poor service i do think totally it would have
0: distracted me. from the moment though because that moment I agree. really absolutely. W- it was a full articulation of like okay this is why he hates droids this is why yeah. he's uneasy around ig11 his family was droid. killed and he was a foundling and there's some great shots that we'll even I'll reference later that um are very very similar to the shots we had with baby yoda and in a way he's doing what the mandalorians did for him for baby yoda Mm -hmm. Um, but we we finally we see all this and he tells he tells cara dune and he, he tells everyone and um they're finally about to it's the final battle and gideon's giving his speech on how he's gonna let him stay till nightfall i was a little surprised by that but but gideon knew details about all three of them all of them and we found out cara dune is from Alderaan. So yeah, cool! I know, I, I that, thought that was pretty great. That, that that's a fan service.
1: That's a perfect little tidbit of fan service. It was a
2: great detail Whoa. that I was you excited know, about.
1: what I find interesting about the Mandalorians, I, I like that we got that backstory, but it is very interesting that they're saying Mandalorian, Mandalorians are not a race, they are a creed, but Mandalore is a planet, right? and so there are people who are born on that planet who are Born Mandalorian, right, so it is, right. it's interesting. It that is you interesting. Kind of get. I, th- I think they're
0: going to build on it throughout the next season. I but, hope we but get let, more. I think we will get more. And let's just talk about Moff Gideon for a oh, second here, yeah. because again, he he clearly knows a lot of details about this about entire yeah. group. Yeah. It, there, we, there's some questions of how he knows. I bet he has these imperial databases, mm-hmm. and I, I think he has a very close relationship to Mandalore, as we'll talk at the end with that Dark Saber. Um, <sighs> But but man, I mean, what do you think? Do you think he has some some history? Uh, obviously, Mando knew who he was. And he was like, that's Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's dead. No, that's him. I think is this what, what does this say about his character? How does everyone know about him? What had he done in the past? What do you think we're gonna learn in the future?
1: Well, that I mean, I think that just goes to show that he has been around for a very long time. Clearly, um, I also think that there might be some personal history between him and Din Din Dinjarin. Yeah. Din Jarin. Din Jarin. I started referring to him now as Din. Just, nice. Like be, in this episode, I was like, yeah, it's Din. I know.
2: still like calling him Mando, though. Yeah. And There was someone in the chat who asked, we can still call him Mando, but if you, you prefer can. to call him Dinjarin, we're not gonna we're not gonna deduct anything. Moff Gideon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So seeing Moff Gideon and the fact that he knew that, I thought it was it was a great reveal that. Like, like, oh, he knows my name. Nobody knows my name. You know what I mean? And I think that uh, it, it it raised so many questions, which even the way that the episode ended, it didn't really answer them. It just raised more questions. Right. So uh, it's great to have somebody of the caliber of Giancarlo Esposito and know that he'll be so back great. next season. And, uh, you know, just very intrigued to see where that goes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that he... Clearly, you know, was uh, part of the Empire, but uh, I, I don't know what he's done in the five years since, but he seems to have maintained uh, a lot of uh, knowledge and vast, you know, personal databases and things.
0: Well, in my notes, mm. I saw <laughs> he mentioned uh, he is an ISB officer, uh-huh. which that in and yeah. of itself is a form of a secret police, I think, for the Empire, Moff Gideon was. So I think that with that being his backstory and you just, you know, comparing it to our own history, um, him being in the secret police, that means he, he is, this is his job. He's supposed to know a lot about different planets. He's supposed to know a lot about these different cultures. He's similar to even uh, grand Admiral Thrawn in that regard. Um, so I think that's, it just shows how, how intellectually advanced he is. He's such a smart individual, and he knows so much about all these these different cultures and why he might have this Darksaber. And he's not afraid to get his hands dirty, because they start that fight, and they go out guns blazing. IG-11 comes in, and he is out there himself with a pistol, shooting at Mando. How dope was it, though? This entire fight, like, they open the door, and he immediately is, like, taking troopers out. Thoughts on the battle?
1: Oh, I loved it. I... I've said this from the beginning of this show. They've done such a great job with the, um, the, Choreography mm. and the fight scenes, and this was this was honestly no different. And I love seeing uh, Giancarlo Esposito come in. He's got such a commanding presence yeah. that having him there in the middle of the battlefield, it feels like the stakes are just a little bit higher because he's there. Not only <laughs> that, their e-web cannon. I was waiting for that oh to get used out. could not right. wait.
2: I, I they they set it up, and I'm like, I can't wait to see that thing in in, in motion. And yeah, I think look, you, you've seen in Star Wars there are different level of of superiors you know you've seen darth vader certainly will get his hands dirty and he doesn't even have to touch you to do it but you know and then you'll have you know you'll have your uh, your lieutenants and you know your generals who basically hide and let other people do it but uh, i liked uh i almost called him gus ring i like seeing <laughs> i like seeing moff gideon just like you yeah. know he you know this is very important to him which raises some more questions about like what he knows about the child and why he wants it but
0: he's he's like
1: maybe he wants to eat it
0: could be delicious probably not (laughs) probably (laughs) not Yeah, I'm gonna guess not definitely
1: not no just (laughs) by the way how disappointing would that
0: be if he just wanted to eat them if
2: he wanted to open a a chain of fried fried Yoda restaurants (laughs) so anyway uh, sorry no no it's fine I think that uh, it it was good to see him like kind of in the thick of it instead of like all right, yeah take care of this because that you know that always seems to be the undoing of of your adversary you know, in pretty much every James Bond movie, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, and then I'm going to leave. And it's a
0: great <laughs> villain, and, and the way they establish fear, yeah, with just small, quote unquote, small for this universe, mm-hmm. weapons. Like, yeah. there's just, hey, we have this cannon, and then Caradine's like, oh my god, that cannon like murdered all these people I know, yeah. and
1: like, dis- it's, it's a dis- small dis- cannon as opposed to disintegrated. Disintegrated. Yeah.
0: I'm just comparing it to maybe some of the movies that might require, like, we have a whole fleet of this, this, and this, and right. destroy planets, like. I was almost more afraid of the small cannon in this scene than I was of that in like some of the other movies, just because of how they established the fear, how they established the scenario. And it's just interesting you can do a lot with a little sometimes. Yeah. Um, moving on to the helmet comes off. Yeah. So the, obviously the fight the fight happens you guys are right. He gets shot in the back of the head by Gideon. Yeah. Oh. They go back into the shelter and they're like let's just go down into the vents. Let's go where where uh the Mandalorians are underground.
1: Because now IG-11 can actually open the he grate can open it. They couldn't before. So yeah. he not You're only right. saved the day by coming in there to you know, start the battle, but and let them retreat inside. But he saves the day by allowing them to. get yeah, and he passage. also
2: allows for
0: the escape plan to happen. He,
1: yeah, yeah, he allows. He's for a, a droid ball.
0: Swiss Army knife, Seriously? really, and yeah. and that's what droids are usually used for in this universe. Yeah. But uh, they're all going, and obviously, Mando's injured, and he has he's injured in the back of his neck, yeah. I think, or his head, and yeah. he's he's ready to die. He's handing off baby Yoda. Yeah. Cara Dune's like, I'm not leaving you. Yeah. And he's like,
1: like, you better go.
0: It's a classic action sacrifice. And I felt it too. I felt, wow. Well, they're going to the the Mandalorian bunker. Like maybe next season's going to follow another Mandalorian.
2: uh, I did think that there was a chance that, you know, we were going to have a different Mandalorian for season two, you know? (sighs) And I, I was just like, that's such a bold decision. Totally. (laughs) Uh, because we're so invested in Din Djarin at this point. But, uh, you know, I, I, I I don't know. The show would have still been great, I, but I was relieved. I, I did think it was interesting that uh, Kara says, I need to take your helmet off. He's like, nope, I need to die instead. Right. And uh, then we finally get the moment, though, which I think is what we're all going to talk moment about.
0: The yeah. where IG-11 goes and he's like, don't touch me. He puts the gun in his face. Don't you, don't you even touch me. I no know. living thing can see my face. He's like, I am not a living thing. And then he's like, all right. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. Takes the helmet off and it's Pablo?
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to admit... He <laughs> Pablo! looks <laughs> looked a little bit like Corey Feldman to me. I was a little
0: surprised. Pedro, because sorry, because
1: the hair was slicked back with sweat? Is no, that so, what well, did so, it? Yeah.
0: And Pedro Pascal, I mean, not looking... Great, but that was no. realistic he, he, was not, like, he was not he was not red carpet ready. a lesser <laughs> a lesser performer might have requested to be more made up but i mean that's probably how you would look if you had a helmet on of course. 24 hours a day
1: he had help he had major helmet hair is what that was helmet hair, <laughs> Hat
2: yeah. hair. he's got he's got a helmet hair for i don't know let's just say 25 to 30 years yeah you know?
0: so yeah he's Absolutely. had it for a while but we see him without the helmet on and, and I, I get the name i i
2: was relieved that we they at least did it and they did it in a way that didn't betray the story in mm-hmm. any way. You know, he didn't then just put it back on and be like, no, don't tell anybody, you know, he, he yeah. did it in front of a joint, yeah. droid. It was yeah. fine. Uh, I thought that we might see it just, he was going to be alone and they would just show it to us. But I thought that this worked so much better than that because of such an important part of the story is like, look, you're going to die. You take off the helmet this droid's going to save your life. And uh, I did like that he had back to spray, which right. back to tank from Hoth and Empire Strikes totally. Back. That's what revived Luke Skywalker. So I always, I always like when you get a little, little consistency, just for the, little thing medicine. Yeah. And, yeah. and it
0: means not only that for IG 11 saving him, but it's also like he was willing to allow a droid to save him. Yeah. And droids are what he's afraid of most. So it meant so much for both characters yeah. that he's finally kind of letting that guard down, not only taking the helmet off, but for a droid, and how that might have even been a little bit more uncomfortable in the other way. So just an um, amazing scene, such a payoff, such a great buildup, and we get his name, Din, Din Djarin.
1: Yeah, we get his name, we get to see his face. I love how when that question was posed, both Steph and I, very matter-of-factly, were like, no, we're not going to get to see his face. I really <laughs> didn't think we were going to get to see his face. I liked the way they did it. Um, it was very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Respectful. Like, I, no, no, I knew it was going to happen. Like when he said, no living thing has seen me without yeah. Helmet. You know, I said well right before he's. I said the exact line right before IG Eleven said. I said, "I am no living thing." It was very. You knew it was coming, but it was still great. Like they did it in a way that I also was with Christian. I thought they were going to do it when he was alone, but they managed to do it in a way that while it was, it carries weight. Call it still carried weight. So it was. They did a great job with that moment. It matters. Yes, and I'm still glad that we got to see his face,
0: and he got. I am. He recovered pretty quickly because yeah, at one yeah. point they're like, "Carry me out," and yeah. then I think he cr- turns a corner and he's like, "Ah, oh, you know, what? I'm good," <laughs> and he just is now leading the the walk. Yeah. he's leading everyone it's <laughs> away. Um, and we yeah, get... I mean, he,
2: re- he recovers faster than uh, Frank Castle, the Punisher. Very much fast, much
0: faster. Yeah, much yeah. Faster. yeah. yeah. Uh, transitioning now to all this Mando lore. <laughs> they're now in the Mandalorian tunnels, and you just see that pile a pile of helmets, of helmets and armor. Oof. Yeah. What happened? And he's immediately like to grief Karga, Did you know about this? Did you do this? Like what? Ha- what happened here? Like what didn't you tell me? And very matter of factly, he goes after your after after your your the incident yeah. you caused with Baby Yoda. And this is the way a lot of people they they fled. A lot of people were were killed, and we don't really know what's going on with all the Mandalorians now. It, no. It's led to believe a lot of them are. Dead? Yeah, what uh, do you
1: think? Hopefully escaped. Well,
2: they they called attention to themselves, which is the whole reason that they don't do things mm. like that. And it just shows that there's a little bit more of a network that was the Empire that is around. You know, responding to that. You know, I mean, there's a lot more around five years after Return of the Jedi than I think we were led to believe when the show started because. They had a very swift response and they were like, Well, we're gonna take out all these Mandalorians so that doesn't happen yeah. again. And I would say that uh, Moff Gideon probably, uh, whether he was down in those tunnels himself or not, I think he made sure that that happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's what the are we calling her the armor? That's what in my head. The
0: armor, yeah. I, I think it's armoror.
1: Armoror. <laughs> the
0: armorer. The, ar- the no, but not armor all. That's something no, oh. different. Armorer. Yeah. yeah. Armor-er.
2: armorer. The okay. armorer. The armorer. Gold helmet. Yes. yes. What did it <laughs> <helmet's laughs>
1: does confirm that, you know, the the Empire did come and and basically sort of wipe everybody out. And right. When he asks if if they escaped or if anyone escaped, she says, I hope so. So she really doesn't know. It sounded like it was probably a really intense battle. And you, uh, probably a lot of people died, and hopefully, some people got away. It's really interesting that she somehow managed to escape, right. survive, and stay there.
0: Absolutely. I, this is one of my favorite scenes of the episode and the season as a whole. I think that, let's just talk about the concept of lore for a second. You know, in any big pop culture kind of series, whether it's like a, a comic book franchise, sci fi, the idea of lore is, it, it can be. The saving grace to a show and make someone really dive in or it can just be kind of fodder boring details and mm-hmm. i really think they did a fantastic job of establishing some lore with the mandalorian culture and they've had a little bit in the other tv shows which again we'll talk about a little later but everything she said was so fascinating and 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 really really connects to dinjarin and saying you know during this great purge Moff Gideon was there. Like Moff Gideon was one of the officers. And they mentioned the Great Purge in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So we know something's happened, and now this is the second wave. Like we're, They're not just stuck on the aftermath of the Great Purge. There is continuation, and it's really only getting worse for that creed. Um, I thought it was so fascinating how uh, the Armorer, when she was mentioning Baby Yoda... And saying, you know, it's now your job, you two are you two are binded. You're in a way it's father and you need to find out where it's from. But what was interesting with that line was she didn't necessarily say a planet. She was just maybe even referring to a people Mm -hmm. and maybe not even necessarily a race. It could just be a Jedi order. Mm -hmm. So I think that is very fascinating. And that obviously is teeing up stuff for the later seasons. But just talking about this lore and this foundling parallel, because now they refer to Baby Yoda as a foundling in and of itself for the Mandalorian culture. What did you think of this? How do you think they did with the lore?
1: Oh, they did a great job. Like you were saying, Lore, it can be world-building, and it can be very interesting, and it really helps you sort of get into what's happening. Um, what I really liked about this, too, is the fact that she, you know, mentioned that she that, that he had to take this, this, this thing, as right. he puts it. I love that he says this thing. Um, and try to find where it's from. This is
0: the way. This is the way. Yeah.
1: Um, and what I liked about that, too, is... The fact that I mean baby Yoda can't baby yoda the child <laughs> he can't raise this baby because of the the way that they age differently. I have a feeling that that Mando would get old and die before right. baby Yoda's old enough to even take care of himself. So he does Maybe. need to find his his people. I mean, it's possible that he would age up to like what a kid. I don't know. Well, yeah, I he's mean, fifty and he's still yeah, a he baby.
2: Teen. Just keep in mind that uh, when we first meet Yoda in Empire Strikes Back, he's eight hundred. Eight
1: hundred years, years old. So Very
2: I old. I don't you know I don't know exactly about Mando's people, but I'm gonna bet that he's not going to live more than 100, maybe 150 years.
0: Probably not. So, yeah. Maybe.
1: So he yeah. just, for the sake of the being able, the child being able to learn and actually take care of itself mm. at one day, he's going to have to find its people.
0: And he gets a signet
1: he does, drawn he does on his shoulder
0: signet. pad, which he got at the beginning of the season. Yes. Yeah. And, which I think is so interesting. And He's a clan of two. Wow. What are your thoughts, Christian? Mm,
2: I need to know do you think <laughs> we're going to see him get any armor next season? Little, little New baby, armor? Yoda, baby, oh, Yoda, baby Yoda, armor. Yoda armor. I hope because, so. And maybe not even like the oh. helmet, but like maybe a little jetpack. I was just thinking, like, you know, he starts small, you know, you start Whoa. building up your armor. So, like, he, maybe he gets like a little wrist gun or something. He can shoot the flame. I don't I was just hoping he gets something. But uh, I thought it was really touching. And, I love it. Uh, I'm always a sucker for parallels of fathers and sons. Knows this from various shows we've done together, uh, and just the idea—I'm like, oh my god! Of course he is, you know. Yeah. And he has to, and that's the thing—he always took this responsibility so seriously. From you know, yes, he did leave the.
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my that's god! That's an amazing I mean, I picture for those watching on YouTube. Oh my goodness! It, I need uh, it. Baby Yoda's got a strap and a helmet, yeah.
2: <laughs> and I, I just—you uh, know—he always felt a responsibility. He knew it was wrong to bring the child and leave it I mean yes he did yeah. leave it and go back to his ship but he, he even in that moment he knew it was there's wrong. a connection there's always been a connection and uh, I think that uh, the child uh, <clears throat> definitely feels that and you know that's why he protected him when they were just arm wrestling in I don't know, was that episode 7 or 6 well, you know so he's so attached to him as well they care about each other yeah I agree
1: it shows a lot too in that moment where when they get to the end skipping head just up for a second mm-hmm. when Cara Dune puts him down down, and Baby Yoda immediately walks puts up him to him and and put, yeah. Yeah, puts him on puts the him ground puts him on the ground
0: doesn't uh, put yeah. him down yeah.
1: right puts him on the no ground no execution walks happened. right <laughs> over to, to Mando and right. puts his arms up like hello they are like, a bond they're, they're yeah, the clan of so two so sweet
0: and I think it, it might even speak more to not just their relationship but their relationship with the Jedi mm-hmm. and the Mandalorians in general which again this armorer did reference with more of this lore in that there was this there was the Mandalorian the Great versus the Jedi so and how interesting they used to they, they, they interacted with each other she was familiar with beings that could move objects, well,
1: they were they were they had a battle like they right. were they were fighting each other thousands of years ago, which is so interesting. And they
0: they do talk about that in the Clone Wars and Rebels, and there there are there's a bunch of lineage which we we can talk about, um, but, but just a few details on that because uh, I have watched the Clone Wars and mm-hmm. Rebels. Um, thousands of years ago, there was a Mandalorian named Tarvisla, and he was the first Mandalorian that also that was force sensitive, and he made uh, a lightsaber. Was in this big battle and eventually passed on and the Jedi took back his lightsaber and a few thousand years later, uh, where there's this big Sith-Jedi battle, that's when the Mandalorians reclaimed it, and that is that darksaber we see at the end of this episode. (gasps) So it's really interesting, great lore, and Perhaps you know we get a video game or we get another Disney Plus series where we even go deeper into that. But before we even get into that Dark Saber, let's just talk about the ending here, mm. where they're leaving. They, they get into a lava uh, a stream,
1: lava yeah. Mo- yeah,
0: which and a boat, yeah, with an R two Droid
2: uh, uh, piloting it, which I thought was cool. But he <laughs> was like a, R2 a, like a biped like, R two Droid, yeah. and, had and legs. I'm like we've never seen that so before. Cool. And I'm like great, I, I it's because to know they make. If the R two saw that, he'd be like, wait, I could have those. Like what am I? Oh my what gosh. am I wheeling around for? For it's like the river years? of sticks in a way. Yeah, where no, I, I definitely thought that it was. A, it was definitely a parallel to that because they were basically riding to their doom, uh, and uh, yes. of course, that's when uh, IG Eleven. Oh my gosh. Realizes what he has to do, and that sort of Ooh. goes back to what you were saying that he even says to to Din Jaren, that. No, I know you're sad. I can tell from the way you're talking that you're sad about this. Don't be sad for me. And he's he's like, I don't like droids. I'm like, yeah, but you kind of got to love this face. face. he's begging him not to leave. And you get
0: this. It's built up so well. This is such a great crescendo of drama where now we're so invested in everyone. He just got a signet. He has to protect Baby Yoda. He has to bring him to wherever he belongs. And they have to get out of this stream. At the end of the tunnel, he uses his infrared. And he sees there are just a ton of troopers waiting for them. IG-11 does the math. He tells him the odds, yep. and he says, "No chance. I cannot live, I, I cannot live, and, and also Baby Yoda live. My job is to protect this child, yeah. and I have to die. I have to go sacrifice myself, which the first episode, where he tries self-destructing himself three or four times, yes. we no! finally get this payoff, Terminator 2 style, yes. going into the going into the lava, and I said this in our reaction, I half expected him to give a thumbs up as he walked yeah, out there, as Arnold Schwarzenegger did in T2. Wow, what an incredible scene. Walking into the lava and just self-destruct, boom, and what a sacrifice. What did it mean
2: I you? loved the semantics where it's like, well, my programming to protect the child supersedes my programming that I have to destroy myself. Mm. So he had to be convinced by Mando that he was going to take care of him. Right. And then he did. So I just thought that that was an interesting moment to take. It's like he's not just going to ride off into the sunset. You have to, he has to know that the child's going to be OK. And that just made it that much more heroic. And, uh, and
0: Mando cared.
2: Mando cared he, more than anyone he, that he was doing it. He That's- really cared. That's yeah. that
1: crazy character development that you get that you start out from he's had this programmed him program. Programmed in him yes. mm-hmm. since he was a child that he hates droids and for good reason yeah. they literally killed his parents and destroyed his sure. home and so that's understandable that you sort of build that bias um, which now the way that Quill did that whole thing and mm-hmm. talked about how you know it's droids aren't inherently evil it's the way that they're programmed the and the way that they're exactly by who they're programmed by um, you know that really came back into place in such a big way but it was just I mean he literally said we need you he yeah. He, was sad that he was leaving. I mean, IG-11 saved his life. He is literally the reason that he was alive. And it was so interesting to see him go from hating droids and wanting nothing to do with them to not wanting to lose one that it he's close to. Could,
0: yeah, yeah was, you're absolutely it incredible.
1: right.
2: It's a great sacrifice. Yeah. And, and I also think, to the character development of IG-11, compare him in the first episode yeah. to this episode. The first episode, he's basically there for comic relief. He yeah. keeps trying yeah. to blow himself up. And then you realize how serious it is, and Mando has to take him out. In this one, you really care about him. You're like, oh, I really kind of want more IG-11. Totally. You know, where's yeah. the Disney Plus IG-11 series? Yeah. <laughs> like, like,
1: you're Look, sad that they, he died. Sorry, they can
2: do IG-12. It's fine. Fine, I'll tune in for that just as easy. And, and so yeah. and they
0: go out. So now they're, they he blows up all the troopers in sight. Of course, they go out there, and it's not over. There is a Tie Fighter lurking in the sky with Moff, Moff Gideon. Gideon, Giancarlo Esposito, Gus has a Tie so Fighter, and he yeah. is flying around. And in maybe my favorite line of the episode, we get a Carl Weathers grief carga mm. turning to Baby Yoda and going. <laughs> Do the hand thing. Yeah, it was great. Yo, baby, baby do the hand thing. Carl Weathers, him. Apollo Creed, said, hey, baby, do the hand thing. That was so funny. So, yeah, I think uh, Jenna James <laughs> or someone in the
2: chat pointed out how much they liked that line. I uh, laughed
1: so hard yeah, that was when great. Baby Yoda just waves back. He's like, huh? Like, <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> like, what?
0: Just oh, incredible. hi, Carl Weathers. But, and and we, did, we did skip over this, but uh, before they left the armor, yeah, or before I the sacrifice, know. he hands him a jetpack and says, when you're ready, yeah. you'll be able to use this. Who knew it was going to be no, five I, minutes I was later? Like, I was like, all
2: right, so season two, he's going to get his jetpack. We got jetpack. And I was like, oh no, he needs it now. And how awesome was it that he could finally fly? Oh
0: my gosh. And he flies onto. This is the. Guys, this is the coolest thing I've seen on TV, maybe all year. I think. Agreed. Him jetpacking onto a TIE fighter, using all of his gadgets, attaching on there, putting the grenade on there. Just so metal. He's like, a how Batman. Much, how long have you wanted to see something like that? He's the Star
1: Wars Batman. Oh. It's so incredible. Yeah. He's the Batman of the Star Wars galaxy. Agreed. It's so amazing. It was, and again, they did such a great job of yeah. making, <laughs> like, it's. Just making it look so realistic, even though it's one of those unreal things where, like, right. there's no way that could happen. But you're like, no, I believe that that happened.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and look, we don't usually see TIE fighters on a planet. So usually they're in space. So the right. only kind of way that you're fighting with TIE fighters is shooting at them. And the fact that he was there and he was, you know, he was, like, hanging on to it, <laughs> trying yes. to shoot him through the glass and just putting the, the charge on it. It was such a great sequence and this is exa- it's a perfect example of why you can't cheap out on these Disney Plus series. Yeah. Like if they had right. tried to cut any quarter's corners or quarters by the <laughs> quarters. way. We're
1: having a hard time with quarters. Yeah. yeah. If they it were trying dies. to cut,
2: cut any quarters, uh, any credits, if they were trying to cut corners right. on that sequence, you would been like, "Oh man, that could have been cool." Yeah. And you'd be like, "Oh, maybe it'll look cool in a comic book adaptation." But uh, they did such a good job and it was uh it was great. It was like everything you wanted from Uh, From Star Wars, really,
0: you know. It is everything you want. And we're just going to take one quick moment, sidebar, to say thank you all so much for being in the chats. Thank you so much for watching. Please give us a thumbs up on YouTube. It helps our show a lot. We're going to be back for season two, of course. And please go on iTunes, give us a five-star review. Spotify, like us, share us, comment. Thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV talk. Just wrapping up the episode now. Takes out the TIE fighter, crash lands, and then he meets up in a, you know, for as great an episode as this was... Bit of an oddly shot scene where they're all just kind of standing there, and and Carl Weathers has his arms. I think this is his go-to stance where he's just a Superman pose. Well, good job, Mando, you did it. It's like it's very straightforward, and uh, and uh, yeah, they put Baby Yoda down, and he walks over to him. And it looks like he's, and he flies away. And yeah. the shot of him flying away with Baby Yoda on his shoulder parallels that shot of when the Mandalorian saved him on his home planet after his parents were killed. Yeah. Same exact framing and everything, full circle. Cannot wait for season two. No. But that wasn't the end of this episode.
1: No, it wasn't. Because
0: we go to that crash landing site. Oh, my site. God. We Which,
1: by the way, <laughs> right before that happened, when I was watching the episode for the first time, I was like, why wouldn't you go make sure he's yeah. dead?
0: Oh, yeah. Why pretty wouldn't... far.
1: No, I know. It, it, I know it, was it far, makes sense and for them less, to just but, get out of there. But like, by uh. the way, I'm going to
2: assume nobody in the chat, nobody here, desk, nobody here at this desk, nobody was surprised that he was still alive. Because well, no, the right, way well, that oh, he yeah. crashed and we didn't see it, we didn't see him explode, I'm like, uh, uh, all right. So we're going to see him. probably not dead. I didn't think that we were going to see him at the end of this episode. I figured that that was like a season two thing. But they uh,
1: well, that's they. I think that honestly, I like that they showed him at the no, very no, end. No, no, I much prefer it that they did set up season two where you kind of know what you're going to get, and he is. And let's a, just say,
0: Darksaber. Yes, dark yeah. yes! He carves himself out of the ship. He didn't just open the door. He carved he himself out. And by the way, even where if he, did
1: he get that,
2: no. no, even if he just had like a a regular lightsaber that maybe <gasps> he killed a Jedi, that still was really interesting. Huge. You yeah. know, I was just like, all right, this is cool, and then like. Oh
0: wow! It's the dark saber. It's the Mandalorian oh, yeah. saber. So, and as we were talking about earlier, with uh, the original Mandalorian who was force sensitive, his lightsaber was the dark saber. So, yeah. this is a weapon that has been around for thousands of years, and it is essentially the weapon that the the leader of Mandalore, the person in charge of Mandalore and the people, uh, wield. And we hadn't seen it the entire show. And it, it does come up in these other these other Star Wars shows with Clone Wars and Rebels, so you can learn a lot more about them there. But, wow, he has the Darksaber. And just, you know, this isn't a spoiler for the series, but uh, where we last saw this Darksaber in canon, the Mandalorians had it so something and has that, happened that was that was, in rebels, that was in rebels which is right before
2: a new hope it's before a new yeah. hope
0: it's in that time period between and, sith and, and a new hope
2: i will do our social at the end but uh, ryan i know you tweeted out some very helpful episodes that people should watch to you know like obviously you're saying watch these shows but if you only have time to pick and choose a few and you want to learn about the dark right. saber follow ryan on Twitter. these are the
0: ep- yeah there's some episodes where you can watch for the dark saber but so fascinating because now it just means wow moff gideon is so tied to yeah. the mandalorian people that he has the saber made for all we know during that great purge the the imperials are in charge of that planet and maybe he's even the head of it mm-hmm. yeah oh my god so let's get into <sighs> let's just real quick we're gonna go into a director's corner um this is a special segment where we highlight the director of each and every episode and what they're doing what they have done and what they will do this week <laughs> it is taika watiti who also was the voice of ig11 um big shout out for him he absolutely crushed this episode. I think this was the best, one of the best uh, episodes of the entire season. Full circle, everything. Taika Waititi, incredible director. Uh, he's from The Flight of the Concords, from New Zealand. Um, big comedy background, and he's directed a, an abundance of films, most notably this year, Jojo Rabbit, which will probably be one of the front runners for Best Picture. Um, but let's see, he's done What We Do in the Shadows, a great mockumentary with uh, vampires in New Zealand. <laughs> another one called Hunt for the Wilder People, another amazing tale with a, with a young child actor. This year, Jojo Rabbit, and he's also done Thor Ragnarok. Right, he's, our Marvel he's, fans on, here.
2: he's on an yeah. incredible run, you know, just with Thor Ragnarok. And uh, also voicing characters in the Avengers movies. you oh, know. It yeah. like
1: everything that he touches is good. Yes, yeah.
2: gold. Like there's yeah. some
1: some directors where they've made some amazing movies, and I, look, it might happen eventually, obviously. And then they've made some really bad movies. He hasn't made anything bad yeah. yet. George Lucas. <laughs> and, as, uh, and as the Marvel yeah, movie <laughs> news
0: do over here, I mean, Thor Ragnarok was a revelation. Oh, it was fantastic. It saved the character it, like, in a way. Four
1: times. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it,
2: it redefined who Thor was in in the subsequent Avengers movies. It
1: made him so much. And look, I liked, I like. Even Dark World, people people laugh at me all the time for that, but I enjoyed it a lot more. See, a lot more. (laughs) That's perfect timing. I enjoyed it a lot more than than most people did. But he really made the Thor character more likable with that movie.
0: Absolutely did, and And relatable. We cannot wait to see what he does next. I would love for him to to get a movie or to even get more another. Star Wars spin off show because I think he fits so well into this universe. His the thing he has on the horizon is Thor Love and Thunder, obviously Thor Four, mm-hmm. and on um, this show Time Bandits. <laughs> I
1: like the sound of that. I
0: wouldn't like the sound of it unless he was involved in it. So shout that out to Take s- with TD. Um, let's get into our news Zia.
1: Um for the news this After week. Yes. Got to wait for the cool music. Um, So that battle scene in the beginning where IG-11 comes and shoots and they go out and start fighting with the stormtroopers and -hmm. and Moff Gideon comes in. That was an intense scene to watch. Yes. It was also a very intense scene to film because... Gina Carano tweeted Cara Dune, out, yeah. and this is, Car Dune, yes, she tweeted out, and this is, you know, her exact tweet, I'm going to read it for, word for word, I'm going to tell you something just between us, I legitimately passed out twice while shooting that scene, so yeah, it was pretty great, that little one's force choke is no joke, Whoa! so she passed out twice while filming that, I would imagine some of the practical effects are, like, maybe the fire, maybe some of that was there, and it was really hot, and I can really just imagine intense.
2: physically how brutal it is, don't yeah. forget that we yeah. that i have never seen anybody do this before. She pounded away at a stormtrooper helmet so that we saw his eyes. You've never seen a stormtrooper get done like that. Which was fantastic. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So I can imagine that she passed out twice.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, just way more power to her for yeah, this. Yeah, power to her. It makes me a
0: little concerned, though, twice. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think you got to have someone on set really monitoring what's going After on. After the first it, time. Was she overexerting yeah. herself? What were the conditions? So like I, it, it, I, well, look. It, I want she, a few more details. She
1: also is an MMA, she has an right. MMA background. She was a fighter before that. And I have to tell oh my gosh those guys have to when they're cutting weight mm. I can imagine how many times they pass out because they're also you're at a calorie deficit and you're at a, 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 um, a liquid deficit because right. you're trying you're literally trying to cut weight but you're also training while you're doing it yeah. it's intense
0: I think it just I'm it makes me a little concerned a little bit. if the conditions are fully there or maybe if she just you know Maybe needs to, to explain or, or maybe say if she needs some help or needs some water. Yeah, or I, I was concerned when people way, are passing out on they set. they yeah. can
2: very well have filmed that over like two days. You know, it was a lot then, of so. time. But yeah. I, I agree. And I, I think that it's something that they'll definitely pay attention to. I don't know where they filmed this, but it, it didn't look like it was cold. You know? mm. So I, I, I can imagine that that was a factor, too. Uh, I just want to get in a couple comments from the Do chat. Uh, much earlier in the chat, uh, Jenna James pointed out that how much she liked seeing Carl Weathers' Apollo Creed <laughs> speaking about the creed of the Mandalorians. That's probably my favorite ch- uh, comment from the chat. Nice. Love it, Jenna. Uh, you're nice. going to like this one. Uh, Frofa in the chat. The Darksaber is destined to be Baby Yoda's one day. Imagine. Don't even. He's what? Lo- he's, he's a Don't foundling. Don't even. He's a foundling. Oh my Whoa! God. And okay. uh, our friend Ivan Soto. Uh, Ivan Soto says that he hopes that Moff Gideon did not kill Bo Katan or Sabine, who is, of course, one of the main characters from Rebels. Oh my gosh! But if he if he did oversee that purge. <laughs> There's always a chance. so uh, Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and look, we've had a great chat for this episode, but we've had so much to talk about. I, I really have not been able to get a lot of your comments, and and I apologize for that. But if you're watching the archive version and you comment, uh, we will all swing by in the chat and uh, make sure to continue the conversation f- with
0: all of you. Absolutely. And we are running very low on time, uh, but let's do some predictions for well, we got, Mandalorian Season your 2, after yep. as well as we do have another – Star Wars series, uh, additional season of Clone Wars, season seven, coming in February. I'm
1: so excited. Which,
0: again, with all the, the new Darksaber revelations, I am assuming we are going to have some more details on that in the new season. What are your predictions moving forward, Christian?
2: Well, I think also probably there are going to be people that missed season six of Clone Wars because it didn't air on Cartoon Network. unless yeah, it was I'm Netflix. Mistake. It just went right to Netflix. Right to Netflix. So, and look, again, yeah, most people have Netflix, but you just didn't necessarily know it even happened. so. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I believe it's all on Disney Plus now. That's a fair uh, so, point, yeah. yeah you, so you have yeah. time to catch up. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I I did not see the last couple seasons of Clone Wars, not for any reason that I didn't enjoy it, so uh, I'm hoping to catch up on all of it and just sort of fill in some gaps. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think it's great that they're going to have more Star Wars content. I mean, we haven't even talked about, the there's the Cassian Andor show, there's the right. Kenobi One? show, yeah. You know, and we don't know the timeline for those. But we're going to get all of those, you know, mixed in with the Marvel shows. So, right, right. Uh, to your question earlier, yeah, you got to keep Disney Plus. What are you <laughs> getting rid of it for? Now, that's why they they gave me uh, people like me a discount, and we prepaid for three years, which was smart. Which got uh, the third year was basically free. Right. So now, I, I can't go anywhere. But uh, I look, <laughs> I understand people like, oh, Mando's over. But you're probably going to need to get it back pretty soon, you know, maybe you can go a, a few weeks or months, but uh I, I feel like you're going to need to see all this, and Great. I can't wait to see how they tie it all in, you know the animated versus the live action See ya.
1: I just love that they're all canon too. That's so great. Um, yeah, and that, I'm the same. I've got to catch up on everything now that it's all on Disney Plus. That's amazing because it's such a great. It's you have everything there. You can start from the beginning, and go to the end. Um, as for predictions, I definitely think that we're gonna find out that there is more of a personal history with Moff Gideon and and Din mm-hmm. Jaren, and the Mandalorian. So I hope I I think that there's gonna be something there because I feel like maybe he ordered the attack that killed his family, something like that. and it's going to make it more personal even though he's after Baby Yoda and that's already personal enough as it is.
0: Right. Uh, Predictions for me real quick. uh, I definitely am more convinced than ever that we are just going to get more and more ties to these other animated shows, Clone Wars and Rebels, particularly Rebels for me. I think Star Wars Rebels is a vastly underrated show. No one, barely anyone has really watched it. It has some of the best Star Wars stories in it ever. I'm talking including the movies. There's just some incredible content in there. And Dave Filoni's involvement in this was major. You you know he was in the conversation to include that Darksaber in this final episode. You know he was there the entire time. And I really am convinced that Ahsoka Tanu from Star Wars Clone Wars and Rebels will appear in Mandalorian Season 2 live you, action. What about Sabine? Sabine, uh, you know, well, Christian raised a let- good question. Let me There's get the a, in the chat? A, a new comment yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. from the chat. Uh, Algernon Radish, whose name I always appreciate. The mystery yeah. character at the end of uh, chapter five is either Bo-Katan or Sabine coming from off Gideon. That's their prediction. Mm. So I think, that's, I think a lot of people like are that. thinking about it. And then the like one other that. thing I'll throw in is your point about Rebels unlike Clone Wars, it was done when Star Wars was under the Disney umbrella. Clone Wars started, you know, when it was just separate, Lucasfilm for Cartoon Network. Yeah. So I think a lot, it's able to be a part of the bigger picture and the bigger plans. I, I think that a lot of that stuff was done with connecting the universes and the synergy and mind for Rebels.
0: And it's all coming full circle. I, I really do think that this next season of Clone Wars is going to be big and it might be so good that we're going to, um, they're going to intrigue people to really go back. But wow, it's the golden age of television. Star Wars is here to <laughs> stay. This was such an incredible series, an incredible I, season. I, I, I love doing it with y'all. Shout out to Steph abroad who oh, could not be here. We're well, going to start to wrap. Christian Blatt, where can people find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ and you can find Zia and myself Thursdays over on the Popcorn Talk Network at 1 PM Pacific. For Marvel movie news. We'll be back next Thursday, January 9th, and every Thursday at 1 Pacific from there on forward. Zia Anderson.
1: And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore Land. That's spelled X-I-A underscore Land. And you can find Christian and myself every weekday. This is again starting next week. We have Marvel News Daily. Daily. Also over on the Popcorn Talk. Tidbits of news every day.
0: Love it, love it. And you can find me at Ryan Nilsen, N-I-L-S-E-N on Twitter and Ryan Nilsson on Instagram. You also find Steps of Raw Abra- at Steps of Raw Steez on Twitter. Thank you so much for being here in the chat. Give us a channel. Don't those forget ratings. both of you. Star do, Wars News yes. every Thursday. I mean if PM, you're fans of you. this show,
2: you <laughs> yeah. should you can continue <laughs> to see continue. Ryan and stuff. Maybe they'll occasionally let Z and I visit.
0: I but, think so. We'll have some great we'll, we'll have some always great get the two but uh, yeah. until next time, thank you so much for the Mandalorian after show.